0: One scholar, um, and there were two of, us in, two of us in the college, and basically, we were the college organists. Um I'm married to a singer, I have a four year old daughter, which explains the way yeah. I have on the lack of and um, we you know very happily settled in the United States. So that just gives you a brief background of who I am and where my where my um, what I come from. I grew up with the fact, I grew up at And I went to ask my schoolmaster, who was offering organ lessons, about whether I could learn the organ. He looked at me, I was a little tiny thing, you wouldn't believe that, but I was. And he said, You'll never be an organist, boy. You'll never be an organist. And uh, I've proved it. One, I'll show you in a minute, a couple of these other, the, the top man, the swell in particular, has a means by which we can change its dynamic. that a great mangan doesn't, and it normally contains all the big, rich, the big beefy stocks, as I call them, that create the main volume. <clears throat> the swell, the swell at the top on, on this instrument, is the manual on which you have a little bit more flexibility. Um, there is a pedal, you can see the two pedals at the bottom. Um, normally it's... <coughs> you have to find out on this instrument it's the one on the left, on the right, sorry. And if I open and if I have some stop scrolling... If you have a choir, sometimes you will find a choir manual with its enclosure with with that pedal as well. Sometimes you won't. It, you just have to find find what people the order. So there are that's a little guide to the three keyboards. There are so many buttons and bits and bobs on here that we will we will take take. Let's, let's talk about the stops, the old stops. Everyone knows the phrase, pull out all the stops." It's, it's part of our language. Um, I'm always amazed at the number of people who never know, I mean we all know, but the number of people out there who never know where that phrase comes from. They all think it's like a medieval gun carriage or something mm-hmm. like that. is not necessarily the names on there, but the numbers on there. Okay, there are numbers on these stocks, and those numbers are there are eights, there are fours, and there are twos, and there are a couple of others which we'll talk about in a minute. The long, a pipe that is eight foot long will give you bottom C. Uh, that, so that's an eight foot long pipe. That's the theory. And if I play a middle C on the keyboard, The organist art is how to combine those different pitches into one sound. Okay? So that's what the numbers mean. You also occasionally will find fractions. And these... They're probably... Uh, on the individual organs you have, you have to hear how they sound. But this, for example, says one and a third. And what these stops do is they emphasize certain harmonics in the note and so if you you listen to this You see anything with a Roman numeral on it? With a four, this one has a four. And what that means is four notes of the single time I play. Now that sounds very strange to a pianist who's used to just one note. hearing, but if I play down low, you'll hear. I'm almost playing four. Now that means for every note you're playing, four pipes. Is so you're hearing, I can't remember, I can't, the makeup of that I don't particularly know, but uh, you're hearing four notes. And the mixtures are very bright sounds. If I play those are- up, Here we have swirl to positive, positive to great, swirl to great. What that does is it enables you to pull the stops that are specified for one manual. Because each each manual has a set of stops dedicated to that manual. Um, It enables you to pull those stops onto another manual. So if I have swirl to great, and I put the stop on the great, onto my um I put a stop from the break on here. so far. Just please stop me if I'm unclear, because uh, I don't want to, I don't want to um, go off into my own world. Yeah. I have one question about about uh, about the mixture. is mean, the mixture. Is the one that plays like four? Yes, you know, that's the mixture. That's the mixture. Is it like different uh, intervals or? Is it different it's always it's again it's always using harmonics. So, so it's going to be fifth and thirds and it's fifths and thirds at different levels um, so um, that's, that's really all we're going to come across so we're not going to come across anything This not going to throw a second in there or anything other um, <clears throat> any stock there, there's various families of stops, various types of, of pipe in there that, and the organ builder an organ builder make pipes difficult to walk out of there, there are what we call flute stocks, which uh, are usually fairly easy to identify, because quite often they will say flute, uh, they will say Bourdon, B-U-B-O-U-R-D-O-N, it's a very common name for a flute stock, as is the or bidart, G-E-D-E-C-E-K-T, anything like that is a flute stock. Now I caution you against thinking that if you hear the word flute stop, you're going to hear something that sounds like an orchestral flute. Okay? And, and a lot of people who come to the organ make the mistake that they, they see what sounds like it's like an oboe stop or a French horn stop and they think well, it's going to sound like a French horn. The organ is not an imitator of the orchestra, so it's just a way of describing the, the stop. It's not the direct people. People aren't trying to recreate instrumental sound. Flu salts are what they say. Very gentle. Don't sound unlike a flu, they're much more like recorders actually. Um, I was imagining the organ when it's constructed as a, a lot of recorders laid out on a on a chest, you know, a piece of wood, and just blowing the air up recorders, That's really interesting. Because if you look at these, all you need is some finger holes in there, and and the really little pipes were in there. The smallest pipes in there are about the size of a pet, and so um, potentially. I lived in Ireland for ten years. I knew all about penny whistles and things like that. And, and it's the same, I think. Uh, I'm never insulted. Stops, that's the flute stop. Then we have what are called the, the principles, principles or diapasons, and they are really the workhorse sounds of the instrument. That's, the, that's the, what everyone regards as all the sounds, principle or diapasons, and you'll see those a lot. And, and they're the ones you're going to use most often, and they're going to give you the most weight. Um, compare a flute stop here. Thank mm-hmm. you. So, that's my basic swell. If I have the reeds on the swell. Anything you see that says celeste is, is usually fairly expressive. It's a very soft stop normally. And what they do with the celeste is they, they tune, they tune a stop slightly sharp. If I add celeste, you should be able to slightly sharp. And that creates a sort of undulating. who you know about kinetic tuning will know that principle. Uh, that creates the undulating effect. There is there is a stop called a tremulant on the organ. I always use it with great care because um, it can get you know we've all heard hand instruments full of the full of the tremulant. Uh, it does <coughs> exactly what the said does, creating you know, a, a fluttering in the wind uh, that feeds the organ and you can. It's normally fairly subtle, but uh, particularly electronic instruments tend not to be so subtle with, with the tremolo. Now, if you're lucky enough when you're playing a string instrument, if you're lucky enough to have buttons under the, under the sorry, if you're lucky enough to have buttons under the keyboard here, I call them buttons. They're, they're called pistons. And you would need to find out on your own instrument how to set these. But quite often you will find a button on the, um, the bottom. Normally it tends to be on the bottom left of the keyboard. It'll either say an S. This is called an adjuster. And what those what those give you are preset you can preset some combinations. So if you're playing for a hymn and you don't want to pull out all the individual stops, you can prepare ahead of time and preset combinations of stops. Um, I have not got permission to change anything on this, but if I wanted to have... If I wanted to start my hymn with this sound here, find out your your individual um, your your individual instrument I would, if I was giving some advice to um, someone looking, playing an instrument for the first time, I would say tend to avoid using 16 foot sounds when you're playing in the manual you you can create a very muddy you can create something very deep and very muddy the combination Combination of eight foot, four foot, two foot, and mixtures gives you, uh, gives you that classic organ sound. And as I said earlier, I would always make sure that I have an eight-foot at the basis, basis of the sound there. Now very, I can talk very briefly about the pedals because Um, the the pedaling is, is obviously the major part of learning the instrument when you, when you start learning the instrument. I have many an hour learning pedal exercises, many an hour working on left hand and pedals. Because the organist has to somehow in his brain has to separate, or his or her brain, I know, has to separate the left hand and the pedals. You start playing with the left hand, you want to go in the same direction. Have to split that that connection, and so we do a lot of work on independence of hands and feet. So I would tend to stay clear of (laughs) that. The
1: organ doesn't give you
0: that, you do not have that availability on the organ. And so to play. On a Tuesday morning, and often he would come down for breakfast in his dressing gown. And... So I've seen the average candidate, it's for it? <laughs> <laughs> And his chaplain is now the Bishop of London. You'll, you'll probably get the play detached anyway because otherwise it will just sound that much in, in the building and if you listen to him, it's a supportive picture if you have a lot of the Royal Services the organist normally is, fairly, is playing fairly detached most of the time because the building gives you that space if on the other hand you're on a dry acoustic and I've um, played in several those, then you have to create that legato with your hands as well. So, I think that's, that's fairly much the, the instrument and the, the advice I can give you uh, as a pianist, as to how to code. Um, obviously every instrument is different. Uh, every instrument has its variables, has parts that sometimes parts that don't work. Um, and every instrument has different sound. And it's a case of sitting at the instrument and finding out which works and which doesn't. Um, Use the different manuals. I always, just as a matter of course, I always have stops drawn, because the organ won't sound without the stops being drawn. Uh, you can't. It, I always, as a matter of safety, have stops drawn on every manual. Because I, a couple of times in my youth, I went down to manuals and didn't have stops drawn. And you feel very foolish. Uh, because if you're visible to a congregation, So I would tend to have Scott's draw, and I would tend to, I talk about that swelled grey coupler, use that as well, particularly for hymn playing, use the swelled coupler to give you that flexibility. Now during a hymn, I tend to try, I like to try to have a little bit of variety between verses. So I'm not playing the same sounds every verse. And I'll talk about this more when I do my hymn playing class later in the day. But, um, again, preparation is is key here. And if you have a hymn that is about, I call it, sudden blunder, if it's um, talking about darkness, if it's talking about the psalms, if you ever have to play in psalm settings, uh, anything about the wicked cast down into the depths of hell or anything like that any good good tasteless <laughs> drama um, I like to colour it with reed stops and with 16 foot, because that gives you the that gives you that sense of snarl I like a, the organ snarling at those points mm-hmm. and you can colour I mean I'm thinking um, a safe stronghold I've got is still you know, it talks about the depths of hell and Satan and things like that. It's, it's quite good. I, I sing a song of the saints of God. Do, we, do, do you know that? that here? There's a verse that once was slain by a fierce wild beast. And uh, I always add something good for a fierce wild beast. Um, just, to, just to give it a bit of color. Um, and, the bright, the mixtures, as I talked about being sparing, the mixtures are a good way, just taking the mixture on and off is a good way of changing the colour of the instrument between verses. So the first verse using the mixture, taking the mixture off, gives you a slightly different sound for the next verse. Um, and because if you read it in beforehand, you can get some idea, and that's all part of the program. I know some of them who use these pistons for different verses of it. 737 and we told I would fly. And uh, there's a uh, there's a wonderful there was a British cartoonist called Gerard Hoffner who in the 1950s was doing what PDQ Bach was doing in the 80s and 90s here. And uh, he did a wonderful cartoon with an organist sitting at a console like this which stops and they went looking in the mirror and a police car behind him. Uh, it's, uh, it's Are there any questions? Because I think I've covered is there anything I haven't covered that you can pick up? Volume, can volume be determined by the number of stocks you pull? Yes. Or, or which stocks you pull? it's it's a combination of both. Um, if you, I mean, let me let me pull some spots out here. If I talk... So you can hear that, but it tends to be the number of stops and the combinations of stops that, that creates the volume. And then making sure that your pedal is open so that you've got the pedal forward like that. And that's what opens the bottom. Very often it's, yes. It's not here it's No, it's 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 a crescendo and a decrescendo. Yeah. Um, I think these days uh, the 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 swell that I have at my church in Little Rock has sixteen actually has sixteen lines. Um, so although you don't hear them that but there are 16, the electronics have it so there's sixteen degrees of okay. change. And they you say you're opening the center shutters. There is and this organ doesn't have it. Um, it, it's, it's something again I didn't grow up with because English orchestras tend not to have. There's often the pedal on the right hand side is called a crescendo pedal, and um, that's a very useful device because you can just use that pedal; it will automatically set stops for you. Um, but you have to be very careful with that because if you open it a little, if you push it too much, um, it will give you full or. You can set. There's no way of actually setting that. You have to use touch and, and, and know where it is But if you want to sudden the crescendo, then that pedal is, is quite useful. How does the crescendo pedal know which stops to set? Because it's preset by um, an electronic computer chip these days. Um, it used to be more mechanical, and I don't know how that happened. it's. Um, I tend. I tend to avoid them. Certain music, certain, certain, the, the secret Cargillard piece that uh, Isabel played yesterday and that school of organ music um, uses, tends to use that pedal. They, the Germans had it on in their instruments in the 19th century. They called it a Rollenwerk and it would enable the organist to create this dramatic crescendo without having to use his arms or as an assistant or his and her, aunt. I keep saying his and I mean his and her. Um those to use the system to pull the stuff um, and so that's that is I mean it's an old device, it's not a new invention, but it it, it is something that, that's there and available. Um, and it does it's not here on this system it's 10 to 9. I think I've uh, yes. Yeah, Starts you off with toes and alternate feet, and then um, increases the difficulty. Um, what the basic the basic law laws, I guess, is that you, you play by touch. Uh, you will notice that not many organs keep looking at their feet to check their feet are on the 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 key points on the pedal board are these gaps these gaps between E flat and F sharp, and B flat and C, and if you can feel with your feet, uh, if you're playing, you will tend to feel that feel that F sharp. You know you're on an F, and you can bring it back and, and play play F, and then you find the other notes from there. Eventually, it's like anything else. You people often ask me how do you play this. I, I I think the same with violinists. I I have I have three months of violin lessons. Um, and could never work my way to help. how do I get this beautiful sound? Uh, I can never, never quite get it. And it's the same thing, it's just something you get used to, and you eventually get to the point where you know what not it feels like, and you can fairly, fairly reliably put your feet there and know that's roughly what you're going to hit. Um, but if you feel for those gaps, that gives, you, that gives you a list of certainly a little bit of geography. This. Middle C on the pedal board is up here. So that's middle C. Okay? Um sorry, back to middle C. The middle C is 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 at the upper end of the pedal. Board. So when you see an normal, the bottom C two the lines below the stage, that's the bottom C there. And obviously that's that's the end of the range. You put the 16-foot song on and um, you get an extra. That's what you'll hear, but the music will not, yeah. So. Street shoes, but I I like leather soles because they give me the slide. Uh, And um, I tend, you know, most shoes these days come with pre cut soles and grips on them, and it's it's hard to find that soles. There are companies that make specifically organ playing shoes, but I've never really got on with those. If something is a narrow toe, is what I like, um, and something fairly thin because you, you need to be able to feel through, through the leather, So, um, that's why organists tend to have their own set of shoes. But as I say, I've, I've seen people playing bare feet before, and it's, so long as you play the right notes, it, it's just fine. The trouble is the oh, congregation, okay. can see my bare feet. All right. wall. <laughs> well, you just play lots of fancy stuff on the pedals, and then they're just mightily impressed. <laughs> Any other questions? Well, well, thank you very much for your attention. I, uh, I hope that's been useful and uh, I hope you do go and have fun trying things out. And uh, the audience here you know, come in sometime and, and try some of these things. Uh, the, the only thing I didn't mention was the turning um, the instrument uh, on, t- t- which is uh, which is sometimes a challenge. I do some, in Britain they have a system of music examinations um, for children and adults, uh, run by the Royal Schools of Music, and I'm an examiner for those exams. And they tell wonderful stories of of children coming in to take piano exams. And there's one little girl who came in a few years ago and sat at the piano waiting for her 12 minute piano exam. The examiner noticed she was crying. And he said, why, is it okay? Because children get very nervous because they're playing in front of a complete stranger and they've been practicing for a year for this exam. The pressure's on them to pass. And uh, the girl sat there and cried. Sat sitting at the Yamaha grand piano. And she, she looked at the exam and said, well, I don't know how to turn it <laughs> Because she'd obviously been playing with a keyboard. Uh, Practice and she sat at the piano and was completely uh, fraught that she didn't know how to turn the on. Turning the organ on obviously has to be done uh, unless you're really old-fashioned and still have a f- you have to have a friend accompany you. Um, the stories I've told this that I wrote in The stories told us about a sergeant who was a great conductor in Britain. Who every year would go to his local church and conduct the messiah that was played with an organ accompaniment. He was an international. One year he couldn't make the, make the he was, he was, his nickname was Flash, Harry, because he took things quite fast. And one year he couldn't make the Messiah in his local church, so he arranged for another great British conductor, Sir Adrian Bolt, to go and conduct the Messiah. And halfway through part three of the Messiah, the, the person who was pumping the organ stopped pumping and started packing his bags. And they said, well, why are you going? And he said, well, under some mouth of He said, in a rough Yorkshire accent, which I can do. And he said, the Messiah takes 2,860 pumps. And he said, I've done 2,870. He said, <laughs> he was on his way. Um, look, some, some, some instruments have keys which you turn. Others have um, switches. Sometimes the switches are a little hidden. Always look under the bed. That are here. Sometimes switches there if they're not on the console. Sometimes they're on the wall this side. Um, it's a little detective job, but any organist who has left you with an instrument should tell you all of that. That's something to ask if you're asked to play. Just ask, How do I turn up? Is there any secret I need to know? Um, and my final, my final story is um, in Holland, I don't know once in Holland, quite a tour of Holland. And some, they don't do it now. They used to, there was a phase when organ builders would add joke stops. Um, and there are some instruments in Holland where you pull the stop out and the little drink can be <laughs> Or something like that. The one, I, I played in one instrument in Holland and the organist just said, you know, that's a, that's a joke stop, be careful. And what happened when you pulled the stop? you say, pipe. That was just above your head. Yeah, that suddenly started tottering and then huh? came came towards you, uh, and, uh, uh, and they stopped uh, on uh, a piece of string. Uh. It was it was there for to catch the unwary nerds. Uh, uh. uh, I suspect a few organists have been sitting there pulled that stop out, saw the pipe falling, and jumped off the bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, You will find you won't find anything like that. Right? But, um, so, thank you very much for your attention. I've, I've eaten up your. I'm doing a session on a core accompaniment this afternoon and a session on him playing this yeah. afternoon. So I think the hymn playing is at 4 and the core accompaniment.